Hello and welcome to the 250, the podcast where we sleep in a cuddle pile in an abandoned chapel. I'm Douglas, and with me as always is my co-host Jonathan. How are you, Jonathan? <laughs> um, I'm great, Douglas. I'm sorry I fucked up the, 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 <laughs> the document. Stop me in my tracks a little bit there. <laughs> no, no, you, you handled it quite well, honestly. I'm Jonathan, and with me is always just one time, just we trade names, you know, just to keep everyone on their toes. If this is your first time shooting into the 250, I'm so sorry. We have taken a snapshot of IMDb's top 250 movies of all time as of January 2020, and have been watching them from number 250 through to number one. In this podcast, we discuss our opinions, thoughts, and reactions to the movies within. Today's movie is number 109 for a few dollars more. Now, I started writing description and it was like very miserable so we have uh we're embracing the future here at 250 douglas we are we are using a tie into next week's episode we are using (laughs) modern ai technology to write a summary i haven't given this one to douglas i'm actually i think it's all right the film follows two bounty hunters who team up to track down a notorious outlaw the bounty hunters each with their own motivations for capturing the criminal must navigate a dangerous journey through the wild west douglas along the way they face many obstacles <gasps> and adversaries culminating in a thrilling and action-packed showdown thank ah. you chat gpt <laughs> <laughs> sponsored by chat oh, no we're not uh yeah, for a few dollars more is directed by the one the only sergio leone it's also written by sergio leone uh fulvio Morsella, who is also known for My Name is Nobody and Duck Yusaka, and Luciano Vincenzoni, who is known for Raw Deal and Seduced and Abandoned. That's one, the film is called Seduced and Abandoned, not one film called Seduced, and then another, the sequel, Abandoned. Abandoned. <laughs> I'm so- Oh, Douglas, you have seen this film before. I have seen this film before. I didn't realise. I got something for Watched them out you. of order. Oh, did you, like- When I was a kid, yeah. When I you were a kid, yeah. Order. Yeah, I'm just, I really need to get that. What am I wearing, Douglas? Oh, you're wearing a poncho. <gasps> it's Clint. That's it's right, Clint Kowalski. <laughs> it's me. It's me, the man with no name, the person with no name. Yeah, I was gonna say the the they them with no name. <laughs> I, uh, I this is completely by my some good friends of mine got me a poncho. I'm just just happen to be wearing it, and the whole time the I was watching the movie, timing. I was like, that could be. That could be me. Um, <laughs> yeah, and you squint a lot as well, so it's perfect. Yeah, and I got like a little. Is that? Do we know why Clint Eastwood has like a half open lip thing? Because uh, he smokes a I'm lot. Assuming, yeah, I was gonna say, I'm assuming it's because he smokes all the time. But yeah, you really anyway. got that Klaus Kinski thing going on. So good job. I want to open with my thoughts on this film, Douglas. Right at the beginning, right okay. at the front, the start yes. of even before the start of the film, um, okay. we are. Uh, uh, we're familiar with Pixar, um, where uh, we watch a, a no, where we okay. watch a a lamp um, slay its mortal enemy and then realize that it has become <laughs> the very one that it aimed to, to destroy. destroy. Yes, um, and there is uh, the, the production company for for a few dollars more is uh, Tobus or Toby, um, different energy, where a Rooster comes up and shits the eye out. <laughs> oh, I didn't even get to see that in my car. You didn't cup. get that one? That's something no. else. That no, is I didn't see it. An interesting experience. My, doesn't really- Mine just starts. Wow, there you go. Um, uh, besides that, I mean, this is- uh, 
I just couldn't not mention it because it was so bizarre. If you, <laughs> if you listening did get that intro, I hope you felt just as befuddled as I did. <laughs> Bewildered. Great beginning. I don't think it ties- Does it tie into anything in the movie plot-wise with the- the the guy just on the horse oh, from like, just a like huge vibing huge on white. The, nah, I think it's just, just a tone to, setter. It's just to look cool because it looks yeah. cool. I it looks really great. really love that. Great, um, like yeah, way of establishing what the tone of the film is. I think um, mm. which the I, iconic yeah, soundtrack I, comes in. I well, I have watched this film before. It has been a long ass time since I watched it, so pretty much everything was basically brand new again except for the finale the finale was like burned into my brain and as soon as it came mm. in i was like oh, yes <gasps> so good it's really uh, i guess I, uh, do i even want to spoil the opening i guess it's not a a huge issue but i thought it was like composed very well like timing wise mm. Mm. it's like watching this guy and there's just enough time where it like makes it extra extra effective uh, the they impact, still have yeah they're not rotoscoped. They're these this other. I don't even know what you call that effect they do with the text. Mm. But say what you will about these films, the openings have always been very fun. Sergio knows how to do a um, opening credits mm. vibe because, and that's the other thing. Fucking, we back in that era where every motherfucker gets their credits done right at the outset, and then the rest of the film is just the rest of the film. You get to the end of the film, that's the end of the film. You don't need to hang around for the credits. We've done that. Forget about it. You can leave (laughs) now. (laughs) We should do it more. I mean, we sort of do do it these days. No, fucking imagine doing it for like a fucking Marvel movie or something like that. Like, that would be like- 10, 15 minutes log worth of credits well, with all these fucking VFX animators and stuff. This is how they got away with it. Most of the people didn't get credited for the movie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's how, yeah. that's all. Like, if you're a, a producer or a director or a writer or a star, you in the opening. You're Otherwise- in, But jog on for most everyone else. It was good to see continuity got a credit in there. I was like, you know what? Good for you, continuity. Because that shit's important. Especially in uh, a Western, I think. Oh, like a continuity, like- Between shots. Right, like, person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I like, did, the hat or whatever was here in that shot. So, yeah. it needs to be there again in the next shot. That kind of thing. You just said I that without context. And I thought the continuity was like a rapper. It's like a rapper name to me. <laughs> Tell, you, you hear that. What's good, Baltimore? I'm continuity. <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> How many rappers have you seen? <laughs> Not too many. <laughs> um, uh, right I saw Tyler. He's established a very different energy. Yeah, yeah, right out the gate. Right out the gate. Just a vast improvement on the last film, I think. I'm glad you think that because I, I very thoroughly enjoyed this. I, I remembered having good feelings for it and I'm glad that I got a little bit worried. When we watched Fistful of Dollars, I was like, oh, fuck. Is it actually not going to be good? Has my, do I have my rose-colored glasses? Have I fucked myself? But, uh, yeah, then as I start, it, like, the difference in style that mm. Sergio takes to for a few dollars more is immediate. Like, you, you, you recognize it straight away. You're like, oh, fuck. This is a completely different. Like not completely different. It's still like very fundamentally him, but there's there's so much more on offer mm. here. I think 
uh, for just uh, if I were to quote a, a Jonathanism, right at the gate. Um, starting out with my main right man, out, Douglas, out of the gate. Come on. Uh. You said right at the gate, motherfucker, don't. Oh, okay. Well, I meant right at the gate. I mean, out of the <laughs> gate. Fuck. My main man, uh, Cleef Van Boyf. What is it? Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> um, I've, uh, I've been waiting for this motherfucker to show up in the list because I remember him being really sick, like, as an actor. Mm. and purely in westerns and i was like what the fuck is he who is this guy and why do i know him because he's got such a a defined face like his features are undeniably him and then when the film kind of establishes itself through the lens of his character i was like oh he's here this is the film (laughs) it's time um so i was very excited to see lee van cleef and i was hoping that you would enjoy him as well. Absolutely. Yeah, I thought that- uh, I think just everything about this film is improved by not just trying to emulate Yojimbo. Because Yojimbo, there are notable, interesting characters, and they are done well in that. And then in For a Fistful of Dollars, all the characters are all sort of smooth, uh, like, sanded smooth, you know? They're sort of just, Mm. like, copy-paste- cowboy characters whereas polished down to it's like base western kind of yeah 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 the uh, his name's mortimer colonel mortimer colonel Colonel douglas mortimer that's it he is like he's almost like a fucking anime character he's so like yeah like punchy and he he's got this like always always prepared like energy to him and the way that he intimidates everyone around him like like he's like rigged up uniquely is like Mm. you know he that's great i think Um, fun character yeah awesome character you just like this dude is is, this dude is awesome yep like cooler than clint's character i i dare say yeah absolutely yeah yeah and i think that to be able to a write and then b design a character that can you know kind of go toe to toe if not above the man with no name is it's got to be a fucking tough task so i think just every decision with the character is superb it reminds me a lot of uh one of the characters from westworld the the tv show westworld um he's established as the man in black um right at like the start of the series who is played by a great actor i love him a lot ed harris oh yeah he uh the energy of man in black in westworld i'm like it's it's just lee van cleef like this is the og this is the guy that all of these kind of characters have been riffing off of um and yeah he's just superb i love him Mm. so much i love the the presence that he brings to the film and the fantastic foil that he is to 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 clint eastwood yeah he he just has this like is a very minor spoiler like early in um i think maybe an equivalent scene where clint eastwood would be like hunting someone down would be maybe a bit scrappier and a bit more, bit more uh, maybe and- he's like yeah <laughs> runny and chasey and stuff like that whereas douglas mortimer gets this guy chasing him outside basically just like walking after him like fucking mr x like pulls out <laughs> his massive holster of rifles yeah, and yeah. just like cool as a fucking cucumber 
like pulls this, this thing out and down. pops this dude. Yeah. Like everything is like super considered. It's like this amazingly intimidating and like confident vibe. Tempered. That, yeah. Like obviously Clint's character also has that, but it's a very different like angle, a different type of confidence. Yeah. I think. yeah. Maybe maybe more like a cocky yeah. sort of as opposed to like an experienced um veteran type yes over. yeah yeah i love i love the the backstory to uh, colonel douglas mortimer mm. as well like as it gets you know kind of unveiled through the film um yeah he uh, just again is such a, a fantastic if improbable uh pairing to to go with uh clint eastwood's man with no name who mm. uh there'll be some more stuff in the trivia on it but is uh, as testified in the court of law, not uh, the same character as Joe from Fistful of Dollars. <laughs> Why not? You'll find out. <laughs> He's dressed this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh, I'm just very, be wait. Just be wait. I'm very excited to hear this one. It'll yeah, come that's... together. It'll come together. Will it? Mm, not really. Uh, the soundtrack, Jonathan. What do you think of Enio this time around? I think it's a different energy that I still like a lot. They love that little tinkly. Oh, the fucking watch the, yeah, chime. The implication that the watch is a music box, I think, doesn't make sense. Not to nitpick. <laughs> I think. That- I mean, yeah, I've never seen a watch that is also a music box, but like in a. Whatever it, the music, it, for, the for the law of if yeah, we're working yeah, yeah. by like Dungeons and Dragons rules, the fucking rule <laughs> of fun. I'm like, you know what? You take it, you have it, because it has these implications of like time and the passage of time as well, which I love. I love that kind of energy that that has as well, and how it interweaves amongst all of the our lead cast mm. is yeah, oh, it's so good, juicy. But- I love it. I think it ties it back integral, into. So. I think it ties neatly back into uh, the antagonist character, Indio Douglas, who is mm. played like f- by the same uh, actor from Fistful of Dollars, but is also a brand new character. <laughs> <laughs> but he looks distinctly different this time. He does. He looks a bit more grizzled this time yeah. around, and, he, and a bit more like maddened, which I really liked. The he, he looks like a full-on sociopathic. fucking- He's got like a Bond villain energy, you know? Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, well, like certain flavor Mad. of Bond villain. Yeah. Like a, Dan- a Daniel yeah. Craig Bond villain as opposed to like a yeah. Pierce Brosnan. We're talking like your Christoph, Christoph Waltz kind of energy. Yeah, yeah, or that motherfucker from- uh, you know, No the- Time to Die. Yes. Rami Malek? No. Um, he was really No, absolutely bad. not. He's like too. He's too like prepared. Like too like, down the other end. <laughs> the way that he's got like this gang, and he just like almost never does anything himself. He just like orders dudes around. Just points the finger. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, what was the? I'm gonna say third Daniel Craig film, which was that Skyfall. Fuck me. Skyfall. Who's doing- okay. Who- who's oh, the? Who- uh, yeah, had him before. Um, uh, we've had the actor. Oh yeah, in- we have. Uh, the, like, actually, that character would go toe- In, um, No Country for Old Men, that character would go fucking toe-to-toe with, like, Lee Van Cleef. 
no 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 that character would just immediately obliterate him really you're not a country for old men that dude is like cold as ice a force of nature that dude true javier bardem thank you don't even give a fuck in thank you i don't give a fuck about the actor although i do love the actor um the Great, the I character of Silver is is very like crazy but composed, you know, like mm. a bit like damaged for want of a better term. Oh no, Douglas, am I a Joker fan? <laughs> 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 I'm the Joker, baby. Oh fuck, no. Uh, <laughs> just like so much more interesting as like a villain, and I think um, it was also something that A Fistful of Dollars was sort of missing. I the the big antagonist of that film just didn't feel intimidating in the same way that this dude does. Yeah, because he he establishes himself and the 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 fact that the screenplay gives all of these characters the time to establish themselves and give them opportunities and situations to prove themselves in and to go, yep, I am a force to be reckoned with, mm. is so good because it makes the ending all the more so climactic because it's all of those forces who we've witnessed for the past, like, two hour, two and a bit hours all congregate together and then it's this, uh, uh, just the, 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 the bravado of Ennio Morricone's soundtrack at the end fucking kills me. Very kills classic. Me. I, think, I think the film largely actually does something a bit different to the sort of normal Western playbook until it is like absolutely necessary and you're like yeah shootout time baby we're making exactly this. we're going serious i um I, I, I was just skewing my notes and this did remind me of something we can talk about before spoilers and i think it also says a lot about how much more enjoyable i thought this film was this film still has abysmal dubbing like, oh yes adr is still yeah yeah and they also still have the issue where they keep making adults do the children's voices I wish I wish that they would just not have children talk in these films because it's <laughs> like just so painful. Polarizing. But I was enjoying this film more and I was liking everything else about it and cared less, Douglas. Didn't really didn't really kill it for me. It's but, it's less uh noticeable when the rest of the package is so fucking. When you're, like, you're already pissed you off it. at the movie, you're like, oh now this shit. Yeah, yeah. What's this? What's yeah. this kid doing? Whereas you're like, the- if you're enjoying it more, you're like, oh, that's okay. I, Cherry I, on top of the shit cake. Yeah. I, I just like the thing I really liked about this one was it. It was more colorful. All the character, like all the characters, seemed like unique people. They didn't all sort of blend together. And I think in something like Yojimbo, especially with it being in black and white, you can have a bunch of faceless bandits and like a couple of key characters, and that's and that's fine. But there's things like the two people at the inn, like the redheaded lady and then like the short like innkeeper guy. Yeah. Like yeah. fun, unique characters. They don't really do anything, but that's A okay. There's like the guy who does the telegraph, the um who who gets like tied up, you know? Mm. There's all the gang members have something a bit interesting about them. Yeah, the guy who uh, gets called over when uh uh, Angel Eyes, the man with no name, is looking for his his first target, 
and the guy's getting a shave next door and then mm. he gets stopped midway and then he comes in with half a beard. So fun. Like, it's so <laughs> unique. It's so, it just mm. oozes that, like, the the creativity is so much more on display and it is, yeah, just testament to Sergio and the team yeah. that, like, there's there was absolutely some fucking magic going on here. And I am actually quite glad that the 250 has run its course as it has because, in my opinion, we are saving the best for last, which will be the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm. I also I also want to say the set design and set dressing was also great. In a yeah. way, it was colourful and had texture and made everything feel real. The mm. use of, like, background characters. I Because I, I, A Fistful of Dollars wasn't- It was, like, halfway through Sergio Leone's career, wasn't it? Like, it wasn't- It was the start. It was his first oh, spaghetti western. Yep. Okay, that makes more sense. Like, yep. clearly he just, like, had more money to play with here because there's things like the- They're in a saloon and there's just, like, heaps of people there hanging out and just, like, loads of extras and- that that stuff just makes it, you know, so much easier to get into it. Yeah. Um, the way the camera is used as well and yeah. It's good stuff. It's good good stuff, Douglas. Are you itching to get to the to the spoiler zone? I'm sort of I you am. Got any hot, um, you got any hot feelings? Oh, uh, fuck yeah. This film is great. It's it's de- again, it's not Sergio's best. I but he's still absolutely worth the watch like just just for lee van cleef alone doing like near buddy heist movie kind of stuff with mm. clint eastwood just makes it so like uh unique in the the grander scheme of sergio's filmography and everything that he did it just makes it so wonderfully unique and there are so many wonderfully created bits about this film that are not present in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So, mm. uh, yeah, definitely awesome. a spaghetti western that you got to watch. How about you, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in, in the exact same way as Indiana Jones, yeah, when, true, you've, when you've got an iconic trio and one of the films is left off the list, you're sort of like, we're, we're learning our lesson that generally there's a good reason for it. As much yep. as we don't trust the people who- <laughs> Who make the fucking IMDb the list. list. Um, at least with those two trilogies, you're like, yeah, okay, they left the crap one off. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it is It is like nine day, despite it still having a lot of the flaws the original film did. You're, uh, they've also overcome. Those are just sort of like, I mean, actually, when I say a lot of the flaws, I really just mean the ADR. Is there <laughs> much else? Like, they, re- it's really like a huge nah, improvement literally- on- yeah. Heaps of other aspects. So, hmm. Yeah. No, um, no, hugely, hugely recommend this one. Very fun time. Screenplay is great. Like, it's such a, such a good screenplay. There's so mm. many, like, oddly comical moments in this film as well, which was very refreshing to have mm. as well. We get, we're getting all these kind of like buddy films going on in the, the 250 inadvertently. I've been saying it for like probably the entirety of the podcast, but I probably should. We should make our next bonus some um, nice guys if there's nothing else. Um, oh, okay. Uh, immediately present that we need to watch. Um, we'll make if you nice want guys. us to watch something, uh, we have an open slot, and it would be really funny if we shot Douglas down again. So send us an email. <laughs> 250pod well, at gmail.com. <laughs> have, I, have I watched Babylon yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> It's saying I'm going to watch that film for, like, two months. Wait, it's mail at 250.com. 
Oh, no. <laughs> what did you say? I said the Gmail account. They're now our deep dark. <laughs> they're now our deep dark secret that we don't have an email I'll beep host. it. I'll beep it. I'll beep it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. No one will know. It you say Gmail at all, just <laughs> like email. <laughs> <laughs> it actually doesn't matter. But um, no, yeah, that sounds cool. I Like, there's a reason the, the buddy cop, you know, two similar but opposing- protagonist characters formula works and it it, it 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 lets you like concentrate down positive um uh, uh conflict you know yeah uh, to its you know thickest syrupiest form wow <laughs> yeah how do you like those put that uh, in your letterbox review <laughs> yeah put that in your pipe and smoke it anyway um <laughs> Wow, actually fucking uh relevant. Good job. Do we have any do we have any good uh good? Do we have any content warnings? Sorry. <laughs> uh gun violence. It's good. Like for a film like this, there's like a lovely distinct lack of like of like violence against women or yeah. like misogyny yeah. or there's not really any of that. Like a lot of the girls of this the women in this film are just kind of vibing. Like they're just yeah. hanging out and they're just like I- Dang, it's, it definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test, I'll say that. But um, <laughs> the innkeeper's wife kind of is definitely, over. yeah, she's definitely like a, a joke character, but whatever. Swooning over angel eyes, yeah. Uh, oh, there is that lady in the bathtub when he's chasing that one. Oh, yeah. That's like Isn't not the- anything worse than normal. That's like situation normal. Yeah. Um, uh, like low level Western misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I don't think that's gonna like ruin your experience. Um, yeah, yeah, actually, pretty, pretty safe, which is, which is nice. I guess that's it. Let's cool. uh, have a little spoiler noise, and we're now in the spoiler zone, Douglas. I don't know what's gonna be. I get to find out in five days' time. That's right. <laughs> we are atrociously wow. behind schedule. Outed yourself? No, I outed you. One of us. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> one of us watched this episode, uh, watched the movie in time to record. Oh, my God. And the other one. You, we almost didn't record tonight. Uh, this throw me under the bus. I was like, I might get away with recording this episode without, ju- no, you spiteful <laughs> little motherfucker. You just had to put me on blast in front of the goddamn audience, did you? That's fine. Um, just the finale, man. Like, it's it's just the fucking- What's the line that he says? He's like, mm. nice try, old man. Try this. Now we start. And then Enyo just goes- And I'm like, yeah! It's just- It's westerns. It's spaghetti <laughs> westerns. It's movies. It's, it's the movies. movies. <laughs> If you're watching that and you tell me that you're fucking, you just, you don't have like any form of like serotonin pumping through you, you're dead inside. There's nothing going on. That's it's fu- very careless of you, old man Douglas. Very careless. That's and oh, it is, and so, it is, oh, it is quite delicious. Slick. Delicious. Yeah. So good. And like the intro to it as well, him shooting the gun out of his hand, and then he's like, "When the music stops, pick up your gun and fire." And like you know, he's like, "He's he's dead. He's fucked." And then Clint comes out with the fucking repeater, and he's got one too. Some Pirates of the Caribbean shit, man. <laughs> it is actually your right. Yes, it is. It is very piratesy. So good standoff. It's it's. Just, I'm a sucker for a standoff. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. 
They're great. It is like it is a little. No, no, no. It's cool. It's cool. It's showmanship. The- it's like it's it, Sergio gets it. He gets that he's got three very big figures all in this one spot, and he just he wants to make a fucking big deal of it. And I'm like, hey, make a big deal of it. It's fun. <laughs> Okie dokie. Yeah. Okie dokie. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was nifty. I, I like the- talking about- no, when did you mention that there was, like, comedy stuff? That was ages ago, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, the, the the scene where they're shooting each other's hats. That was, like- that's, like, campy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not comedy. No, that's you like- know what's campy? Him watching uh, <laughs> Lee, uh, Douglas Waterman watching the, the guys, like, figure out how long it takes for the patrol to go around the bank. And then him in the spyglass panning up to the hotel and seeing, like, they're both looking at each other through the binoculars. And go, like, that's, oh. not ca- <laughs> that's not campy, Douglas. That's homoerotic. <laughs> <laughs> and then him being like, he's going to leave to the station. And he's like, inside. To the station. Inside. <laughs> I'm like, just kiss already. <laughs> uh, yes, those were like, the. I wanted, I was trying my hardest to weasel one of those bits into the opening <laughs> thing that we do right in the intro and I couldn't wake anything up, but I'm, it was, it was critical it that we been mentioned there. it. Would have been there. Honestly, those two bits made the movie for me and I, I get the sneaking suspicion they weren't really designed. How many times have you taken the last fucking gulp out of that Coke bottle? I swear it's been like four <laughs> times now you keep lifting it up and there's magic this jesus <laughs> motherfucker in here. <laughs> for real i would have sworn you got it all last time oh my god nah, it's it's done now sorry um i think wow completely <laughs> threw me off my fucking game uh i think i think they weren't supposed to be quite as I think the gun, the shooting the hat thing, the shooting the hat thing is also like establishing like there's like limitations to Clint Eastwood's character's like shooting ability. Like, yeah, very clearly the colonel is going like he's like walking along until he like reaches the range where he can't like accurately keep hitting. Shoot him. Yeah. It's like that. that's the kind of thing where you can see that he's like he's like patient. He's like. He's been doing this forever. Calculated. Yeah. Exactly. And calculating. He's mm, he's mm. assessing the situation and then just mm. like comes comes back at him, just like shooting that which is the so the, the shot so on the hand going up and down, up and down, and the <laughs> that same sound effect exactly. every single time. Ah, it's so good. I love it. It's so it schlocky that it know, works. Something about that energy reminds me of like some of these like screwball comedies that we've, we've been doing for some reason. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. Just, absolutely. just so out there. So fucking yeah. funny. So creative. Just fucking like it, you wouldn't have got this same tone in fucking Fistful of Dollars. Like no question. No, absolutely it's, not. It, it did not exist. So, to have it in this, to see Sergio kind of have a, like, a sense of humility almost and just be like, this is kind of goofy, these two, these two fuckheads. <laughs> it's, yeah, very refreshing. Yeah. I love the, it's quite thin, but the sort of, like, highest element of it, like, this yeah. film has so many different flavors to it as it kind of goes through. Mm. And it's got this, like, high stakes. Like, I think in a a film- that is more sort of heisty, uh, like this fits into the same mold. That last bit where it's like a standoff, like um, Heat has yeah. a 
you know, a similar energy almost. Mm. And it works great there. I, I wonder if that is like some kind of- Because, you know, there's like the sort of formulaic story structures, like the hero's journey. Like this isn't that. I, but I do wonder if there is some, you know, someone's like formalized a story structure for the- cowboy heist film I don't the know. western yeah. yeah but i feel like it's not i feel like it's not a western or a heist film or anything in particular i think it's just like maybe it's like the the buddy cop film or you know yeah. something like that or like the the dueling the dueling forces or something like that i it's mm. gotta be th- this can't be something that's uh you know isolation like this mm. has to be known to some degree surely mm. the the formula that is Mm. Uh, used time and time again, and it uh, more often than not works. Yeah, mm. Mm. I don't know. I don't know about you, but I really thought that Lee Van Cleef, because well, it's been ages since I watched this, with the way the film establishes him right at the get go, I thought Lee Van Cleef was the villain, and I was like, "Oh, what a saucy villain!" <laughs> <laughs> he he plays a lot of villains and. He also almost has that, like, you know, above the law, like, above society with him, like, yeah. getting off the train in the beginning. Judge, jury, and executioner kind of energy. The, the, like, is there, a, is there a story reason why he's, like, dressed like a reverend and he's reading the Bible in the beginning? I think he's just undercover. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> I don't know. Writing. Feels like it wasn't that effective, but good for him, He's I holding guess. Holding the Bible right up in it front was of cool. his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the whole time, just like completely yeah, yeah. three and a, a half hours worth of a trade ride. It's the kind of thing that does not. Uh, it does not handle a uh, nice deep. When you strip look. Uh, the sense of disbelief, yes, yeah, yes, it is it, not. It uh, is not designed for that, but that's okay. <laughs> no, exactly. Fuck it. These guys are having a hat shooting contest, Jonathan. Yeah. This man from oh, like yeah. fucking hundred meters away shoots this guy's hat and off his off his head, and then continues to bounce it around in the air with like the remaining <laughs> five shots in his revolver. And you're talking to me about realism? <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I I was not expecting that from this. So I'm not. It's not even really a complaint. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I definitely, I don't know, I, I, the film painted him as a villain for me in those initial moments because he's so- He's calculating. The similar, yeah, yeah, in the similar energy that Javier Bardem's character is in No Country for Old Men. It's just that, like, fucking nothing is going to stop this guy. Like, mm. if you are yeah. on his list, you are fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, this, this is like- the, like, calculating versus, like, force of nature is, like, a sort of different character trope, I guess. Because this force of nature thing is just, like, he doesn't- He he is intrinsically- It's more like what a Clint, Clint Eastwood thing, like, Clint Eastwood's character, where he's just, like, has quite a so- small set of tools, but always makes it work. And the level of confidence is what- separates a mm. protagonist from an antagonist like this unfeeling yeah. coldness is like sort of what you get from uh indio but yeah the this preparedness i don't know i don't know we're really fluffing on about this guy but he was like such a show stealer absolutely both him yeah. and the um like honestly like that is what i'm going to remember about this film is those two characters and clint eastwood's mm. performance was like 
He yeah, Clint's <laughs> just doing Clint again, which is like it's neither good nor bad. It's just him. Mm. Yeah, I agree. The the most memorable things are definitely going to be um yeah, the Colonel and Indio. Indio is I I just again the using the the watch thing as like a formulaic device, and then establishing him with his gang and fucking him getting b- revenge at the guy that put him in jail the first time, and mm. like killing off like his wife and fucking kid and then being like yo now duel me yeah like he's vicious brutal which mm. yeah it, it establishes him so well and then post that scene as well the the moment of vulnerability where he's like fucking give me a cigarette like i need a cigarette like and he's like slumped in the chair and he's fuck i need a cigarette right now it just that level of nuance is again something that you wouldn't get in fistful of dollars that no the 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 antagonist in Fistful of Dollars is much more just like I'm bad. <laughs> Look at my gang of bad guys. <laughs> and then like the other side of the the other gang as well were also we are bad. And then Clint's just like, well, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, twenty four seven. Um, it's there's there's so much more psychologically at play with these characters, which mm. I really enjoyed. Yeah. Anyway, I'm out of things to say. I got nothing else. I I was weird. I was just sort of enjoying it, which yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what, I feel like it's gonna, floor, baby. I feel like this is going to keep happening. Like we're going to have less and less to say about these films because we're just like, man, that was <laughs> as really, the two five zero gets old, we just get to like it's really well. That was episodes. really well made. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yeah, hey, hey. Well, I get to a point where it's like, what can we say about these films that hasn't already fucking been said? Honestly, mm. because they are so. Uh, they have been, they are the greatest films of all time lauded by the general populace. It's, they have been covered and analysed uh, to hell and back. So, yeah. Mm. That's all right. Sometimes we come out with the occasional little nugget where I listen back on an episode and I go, huh, you know what? Yeah. Don't think it's going to happen in this one. I'd like you to trim out all the weird, like, flubs I did throughout the episode. Please, Douglas. I will not. Uh, would you like to hear some trivia, Jonathan? <laughs> Only if you promise to get rid of the flubs, Douglas. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> um, although he did not know any English, Jan Maria Volonte did perform his own voice for the English language version. However, he did need a translator to tell him everything word for word. Wow. Well, that's interesting because I didn't really notice it. Yeah. Yeah. There, nah, there was- Oh, it was the Indiana Jones one where the guy also didn't know English and he was just like repeating the words. He was, yeah, yes. And someone told him what to say. And, and you could tell, you could tell with that one. How wooden it is. Yeah. 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 Mm, mm. But nah, like superb performance, especially in like to to maintain the ferocity that he had in some of the, the, the bits where he's really going like fucking off the wall, like when Slim gets murdered and he's like fucking- Bring them back here. And I was I was about to write down a note like would have liked him to go more bonkers. And then he's like, Why are you monster standing here? And I was like, Yes! <laughs> go ape shit. <laughs> uh the the director trademarks for Sergio. Extreme close-ups and flashbacks, apparently. Extreme close-ups, there a, definitely. Was there a flashback in the last one? I I don't know. I don't think so. Mm. Don't recall. Mm. 
Mario Brega appeared in all three movies of the Dollars trilogy, and in all three movies, his character meets an unfortunate demise. In this movie, his character of Nino is stabbed in the back by a fellow member of El Indio's gang. Oh, Oh, Mario. (laughs) He could go out saying, I was in all of them, but I died in all of them. (laughs) No, that's almost almost fine. It's like the- It's like the- um Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean effects. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Clint Eastwood's paycheck had increased from $15,000 for A Fistful of Dollars to $50,000 for this movie and reached $250,000 plus 10% of the gross for The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, which came out only one- 10% of the gross. 10. 10? Fuck me. This is Why the final he- film in the trilogy and it came out a year later. Holy sh- That is outrageous. That's like- And, well, the good, the bad, and the ugly is what's considered what propelled Clint to stardom anyway. So, he would have made it propelled- fucking It bank. propelled him into a fucking mansion is what it did. <laughs> Fuck me. 10%. That's, that's that outrageous. Is- Chilling on a hot millie, probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lee Van Cleef was very grateful for his part in this movie as he had fallen on hard times due to heavy drinking. This movie effectively marked a resurgence in his career. Van Cleef had taken up painting in the interim as a way of making money. Oh. I read something very interesting about him. I I wonder if there's a biography about him because he seems like a very interesting character. Um, Mm. He... He auditioned for a film called High Noon um, and he was set to play the lead. And he was told that he could get the lead if he got a nose job because he's got a very defined kind of almost um, bird-like nose. He's got like a very kind of bird-like facial structure. And apparently in the eyes of the fucking producers or whatever, they were like, no, it doesn't work. You look too villainy. You could be the protagonist if you get a nose job. And he was like, fuck that. I'm not getting a nose job. And then he was demoted, quote-unquote, to playing a non-speaking, uh, just, like, gang member in the film. Um, and then, if I go, what goes around comes around, baby. Then he gets to play one of the most iconic fucking bounty killers in Western history in two films. Um, so, yeah, I love that. Take that, nose job wanders. Nose job whack-offs. Mm. The man with no name calls himself Monco in this movie. Monco is Spanish for lame of one hand, one-handed, or one-armed, which is pretty appropriate considering his habit of fighting, drinking, etc. with his left hand only. His right hand always remains on his gun underneath the trademark poncho. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Mm. I Not mean, I noticed, always, too. I noticed that, yeah. Whenever he's in strife, it's always the left hand is doing things while the right hand is, yeah, tucked neatly on the mm. on the hilt. Although Clint Eastwood's poncho was never washed during the production of the Dollars trilogy, it was mended. In the final scene of A Fistful of Dollars, the poncho is pierced by seven bullets from Raymond's Winchester. In this movie, Eastwood wears the same poncho back to front, and the mending of the bullet holes is clearly visible in several scenes. The mended area, originally on the left breast, is now worn over the right shoulder blade. And you're telling me this is not the same character? <laughs> What oh, the- yeah, sorry, I need to find that. Uh, yeah, bit, yeah, that, yeah, you need to jump on that one right now because it's making no sense to me. Monko is officially not the same character as Joe in A Fistful of Dollars. The, uh, this was the finding of an Italian court that adjudicated the lawsuit brought by Jolly Films, producer of A Fistful of Dollars. After release of that movie, writer and director Sergio Leone had a falling out with the producers and made this movie with a different producer, Alberto Grimaldi. 
Jolly Films sued, claiming ownership of the Joe character, but lost when the court decided that the Western gunfighter's persona, characterised by the costume and mannerisms, belonged to the public domain's folklore. That's cool. Okay, and then you just give it a different name, you're just like, it's based on- On this, like, yeah, publicly kind of mythological kind of- (laughs) <laughs> uh, character that, that's been created. That Sergio Leone created. <laughs> and Sergio going, it's <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I had to, I had to make my my character part of the public fucking domain. Public but, domain, yeah, exactly. But I, but I didn't get sued in my pants off. So, ah, uh, fuck. Uh, writer and director Sergio Leone broke many 1960s Hollywood rules with this movie, although he did not know any of them at the time. Amongst them, showing uh, the shooter and the victim in the same shot, a horse being gunned down, and marijuana use. When was there marijuana use? I'm assuming uh, the doobie that Who's He Watson is smoking when he's freaking the fuck out. Oh. Is Mary Jane because he looks pretty <laughs> fucking blazed after he hits it. He was pretty zonked out. Okay, fair enough. Got a good, almost got a good Eiffel of boob as well, as mentioned in the- Oh, yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> content warning. Mm, mm. Uh, that's uh, pretty much it, yeah. Uh, there's a whole bunch more on uh, the IMDb trivia page, but I get the sneaking suspicion that <laughs> dearest Jonathan here just wants to get the fuck out. I don't want to get the fuck out of Dodge. I love hanging out with you, Douglas, and doing yeah. the podcast. I love podcasts. I hate movies. Um... <laughs> And on that note, if you love podcasts, we uh, we do one of them, actually. Tolerate and, uh, movies. And tolerate movies. Uh, we put new episodes of the podcast out every week, Douglas. Do you know that? Do you know that? No, I did yeah, not. Is that why we were late for this one? What are you talking about? Fin- we were perfectly- We're always on time. <laughs> A wizard arrives A wizard exactly always when arrives exactly to. when he's meant to be. Uh, we put new episodes out every week. <laughs> Tuesday midnight Australian Eastern Standard Time if Douglas gets in on time, which comes out to Monday afternoons in Europe and Monday wait Monday. How do you? F- I don't have. We've been doing up. this just- for like three and I've a half got you years. Full- I've got you full screen. Okay. Oh, I've- that's nice. You get my. I'm oh, trying. No, I'm, I'm trying my hardest not to get distracted. Monday mornings in Europe and Monday afternoons in America. Douglas, where can people go if they want more info on the podcast? Yeah, if you want more info on the podcast, you can go to www.250.com. That's 250-T-W-O-F-I-V-E-O-H.com. It's the main hub for everything 250. If you want to, like, recommend the podcast to someone, <laughs> don't know why you do that, uh, <laughs> you can send them to <laughs> 250.com. Uh, there's a whole bunch of posters of all the films that we've been watching so far from IMDb's Top 250 Films of All Time as of January 2020 on the homepage there. If you click on one that you like it'll pull up the episode uh relevant to whichever film that it is you clicked uh to listen to it on spotify which which sorry uh, i i was being sarcastic i didn't um i didn't hear what you said the last bit uh where do do you need a spotify subscription to be able to listen to it on the website do we know is that confirmed i don't think (laughs) i think wait I think I did it on like Edge. You and did test it, and I couldn't remember the verdict on it. But anyway, I did it. But you- I was, I was, I was listening to one. I jumped on to check one today, and it did mm. work. Okay, maybe. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. TBA. No. Have we been like fucking copyright claimed or something? No. Oh no. Wait. Now you can. <laughs> and it's working. 
play. The website is fully functional, baby. Hey, man, this is this part is not me. This is me pulling. <laughs> a, this is an API call. This is an iframe coming from fucking Spotify.com. Uh, you can listen to it there, or you can listen to it on your player of choice. The latter yeah. is probably easier. But if you want to yeah. sit at your computer and look at a static image in a description while listening to the podcast, fucking don't be, let me stop you. Be our you guest. just need to be logged in to Spotify and then it will work yeah. on your browser. And then the rest will be magic. But I think it might, might also work if you're not. Maybe. Sounds confident. You can also listen to us on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you do end up listening to us on Apple Podcasts and you enjoy this episode, please bloody drop us a review. We're still getting absolutely smashed over on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> We don't know why. We've probably upset someone and they've told their friends and now we're, we're the bad gang. Uh, Jonathan and I, we're, uh, Jonathan's Indio and I'm Slim and we're, oh, right. we're, okay. All right. <laughs> we're, we're the bad, we're the bad boys. Um, uh, and there's also a link to check us out on Instagram, which is where you can uh, keep track of whatever it is coming up on uh, the 250. There's a weekly little uh, teasers of the upcoming episode. Um, and uh, it's just uh, you can also slip into the DMs on Instagram if you want. There's like a little message button. We like a good message every now and then. Uh, and you can also reach out to us via email if you want to be more fancy about it, which is uh, mail at 250. 250.com. That's uh, 250.com, not Gmail. It's 250.com. <laughs> uh, they both work, okay? Look, they <laughs> both, you know, they both work. It's, yeah. Don't stress too hard. Forget uh, about it. Douglas and I both use Letterboxd, which is a movie tracking and reviewing website we're great big fans of. My account on Letterboxd is Uper, that is U U U P A H, and Douglas. My account is Ienzo Knight, I-E-N-Z-O-K-N-I-G-H-T, Ienzo Knight. You can look up Upa, Ienzo Knight, or 250 in the Letterboxd search engine, and you'll find us. We do written reviews of all the films that we talk about here on the 250. So, as anything else that we watch in our spare time, I have watched, but I didn't uh, catalogue it, uh, the new Chris Rock Netflix stand-up special um, that was, I think, live-streamed on Netflix or something. I'm still not entirely sure on what the, the public... I don't know. Anyway, um, it was wholly average. Like, there were some, there were some things where I was like, Chris, you are digging yourself a hole, baby. <laughs> you are going under. Um, but then there were other things where, like, he spent, like, a good, like, 10 or 15 minutes just doing, like, this whole set about how proud he is of his daughter. And it was just nice, really fucking nice. Like, the- just not even like him talking about his daughter but like just the general commentary of like the the status quo or the quality of life that he's been able to provide for his family and stuff like that shit's really cool like to to hear that that's what chris is doing with his financials is yeah i i respect that a lot so to look after your family and do all that shit good stuff some other shit he says in that special bit fucked up (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, okay. Um, John well, Mulaney's are we talking a- about like problematic or? Yeah, yeah. Just like he makes some comments about like trans stuff where I'm like, I don't think that that's necessarily the way to approach the conversation, Chris. <laughs> oh. Um, and uh, he he does this whole set on like wokeisms and how like the easiest way to die is by saying something fucked up on Twitter or whatever, and uh, like he, he goes on about. Why do you wokeism. feel the need to say something? Fucked up on Twitter. 
Chris. I don't know. Just don't I, say those yeah, things, just, Chris. Yeah, Chris, yeah. I know you're listening. <laughs> it's easy. I've never been cancelled because I've never said anything fucked up on Twitter. On Twitter, exactly. Um, don't- No, don't- Ooh. I know that you were just, like, mirroring, but the way that you said on Twitter makes it sound like I just spew slurs when we get off the fucking recording. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, no, no, no. This is not a bit. Jonathan's Twitter, crystal clean. Probably nope. some porn, but- nope. That's not what I was asking. No. Nope. <laughs> You are digging. Uh, you are okay, digging a uh, hole for me. So wrong Twitter. Uh, no, there's no. there's art on one of the Twitters. I forget no. which one it is. There is multiple. Uh, no, there, uh, there actually isn't. Oh, okay. Well, so just the one, That's but it does have I'm art. That's um, not what I'm saying. It doesn't. That's not what I'm there's... saying. <laughs> Your face is so red. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> you look like you're about oh. to cry. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. You're I'm getting get bullied canceled. over your Twitter right yeah, now. Um, the Twitter's not even the problem. <laughs> there's a, a John Mulaney special that I also need to watch, and it's on my watch list. That's, like, his his latest one. After coming out of rehab, which, like, that makes me really interested to to just hear about him talking about that whole subject. So, um, oh, is, I'll probably check that such, out next. It is such a fucking minefield with, like, comedians, especially now that they've all decided that they have to be fucking involved in, like- um, Those discussions, yeah. You can have horrible opinions in private, but don't make them mm. part of your fucking comedy set. Yeah. Like, and that's the other thing. If you've got good opinions and you don't make them part of your co- comedy set, also works. Just- yeah. That doesn't need Just to be, be funny. what we're joking about. <laughs> Guy Montgomery. <laughs> That's literally it. I know that Guy Montgomery, because I've listened to a lot of his stuff, does have really good opinions about a lot of stuff, but he fucking doesn't bring it into his comedy, and it's just, like, nice. Yeah. I'm just, like- And if like, he does, he way. presents it in a very, like, in his way, which is actually, like, still entertaining and not like, oh, you insufferable prick. The amount of times do- Chris Rock would repeat a sentence, like, three times in his set, I was like, oh, man, get to the fucking punchline, <laughs> please. You're killing me here. I think I have mentioned um, Guy Montgomery's uh, long-running bit that he does recently where he'll say something that- is not problematic, but sounds like it could be problematic, and then goes, you can't say anymore, you can't say anything anymore, <laughs> and then just, like, completely keeps going. And it's not even something ridiculous. It's, it's like, it's like his bit about, like, the Bechdel test, like, that. Anyway, um, still love that guy. But, it's anyway, wh- wow, we really run away with it here, Douglas. I As we do. D- I didn't watch anything. I have been watching an anime called Skip. And Loafer, which is just nice. It's just a nice show about people getting along, which is cool. <laughs> and I did go through and update a bunch of Letterboxd reviews. <laughs> oh, because, really? No more haikus? Because I, ha- I have been falling. No, no, not sorry, not update. Like, the, I just haven't done them for, like, seven weeks. <laughs> so, I oh, did them. Oh, <laughs> okay. I see. Because, yeah, are- I know- you usually like you just like log it. You don't. You don't. If I've got something funny to say, I'll say it. But these days, like goddamn, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me right now. But I'm just like not, not feeling it always. I'm just like okay, well I will log it because otherwise I'll forget the date. But mm, that's fair. <laughs> no, jumped into it, got on it. It's all uh, 
It's all handled. Proud of you. Yeah, it's looking up to date. Look at that. Whew. I think I, I think I missed like one or two, but whatever, it's fine. Nah, it's looking good. So if you're that one person who liked my, I don't think. liked my review of uh, Ikaru, I want to kiss you on the mouth. Oh yeah. Anyway, um, cool. Is that it? How's this podcast work again? We leave now. Like this we episode, just get up. This and episode we just- sucks. Why? This is so bad. Just because I Can- just because I reamed out your Twitter, you, and now you're like, oh, no, it sucks. Oh, don't even want to talk about the Twitter. <laughs> Twitter's not even the issue. I don't post on Twitter. This is not the thing. <laughs> it's that you're. It's that you're making me sound like a horrible person in my private life. I'm and- not. I'm not. I'm just <laughs> saying you have art on your Twitter. How does that make you a horrible I- person? The Twitter wasn't the focus of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! No, I'm sure you're a lovely person on your Twitter. I'm going to kill you. I'm, I'm going to. I've lived beat, a good life. Beat the stuffing out of you. Um. <laughs> anyway, see you next week. It's oh, Fritz Lang. First Fritz Lang. Has he done other films that are on the list? Yeah. Oh, dope. Strap in. I want to do this one as a watch party because I got some friends that want to watch it. But Ooh. given how desperately behind schedule we are, it may not happen. Mm. Mm. Imagine. We'll see how we go. Imagine. Being behind schedule. What could have caused that? All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>